Hello, and welcome to another episode of French Life. French Life with a Y. That's because there's nothing good as feeling good. I don't even know my own catch line. That's the, that's the running joke. So, if you listened to the last episode, you know Blaze is gone. So, things are going to change. I don't know what that means. Um, today's going to be a little bit different. It's not an indication of what's to come. This is, uh, although it can be. So, here's the deal. Uh, about a month ago, I randomly, I was, I was riding, mountain biking, at a park I'd never been to, which has its hurdles. And I just was kind of like, you know, doing what I always do, kind of meditative. You know, when I'm riding, I'm in a meditative state most of the time. I'm thinking... And, you know, I kind of had this realization, potentially realization. So I did something totally different where I didn't use this camera. I used my other video camera and I did an on-site kind of like video, not kind of like it was a video. <laughs> and I thought it'd be a cool idea. It was cool because I was on location, uh, had a really nice backdrop, very different than just sitting in this room. And I tried to kind of get my thoughts out. And I watched it back, and I thought I did a really not great job of, of uh, the point I was trying to make. I, I don't think the video was very coherent at all. So then I just did, I was like, I don't know, maybe I'm not going to upload it. I asked my brother if he'd watch it and tell me what he thought, but then it kind of slipped under the carpet. I forgot about it, blah, blah. When I was uploading the last video with Blaze, I found it on my laptop. I rewatched it, thinking, oh, man, I should post this. I listened to it, and I was like, huh, yeah, I shouldn't post this. But I've decided, in the spirit of wrench life, to post it. Because, you know, I want I want you to know that I'm wrenching every day, too. That I'm not saying what, what I do here is good. Although I put a lot of effort into being concise and trying to speak well and trying to get my point across. And I was not successful in, in this video, which I'm going to put in right after this intro. So I just I just wanted to put it there so it's like, you could tell that I'm working on it and I'm trying. Uh, it's not coherent. I think someday I'll revisit the, the issue in a more coherent way. The, uh, I forgot the microphone for the camera as well, so there's some wind noise. I did my best to try to do some audio editing, and I'm not good at audio editing, to make it sound not so terrible. So I think uh, on YouTube it might be more tolerable because the backdrop is really nice. So I was on top of um, I was at uh, Ontario County Park on top of I think it's called Gannett Hill. So the backdrop is quite beautiful. So, you know, it kind of is what it is. I guess I should point out what it is what I was talking about. Generally, the theme that I'm trying to get across in the second half of this is that there is a that faith systems are innate they are part of us the human psyche co-evolved with faith systems it's almost as if we are the hardware the faith system is the software and we are updating each other 
it feels like religions or each religion is each kind of like a wiki of human knowledge that were constantly updated and I was you know staunchly secular I thought it was all really stupid I am still completely atheist but I do I have learned there is a great value in faith systems many people much smarter than me that I follow on the internet talk about this stuff very frequently yeah if you really wanted to go into it Jordan Peterson and Sam Harris did a series of debates I think they did three of them each one is at least an hour where they kind of just uh, it's more of a discussion than a debate they just talk about whether or not uh, morality can exist without religion or whether or not um, I guess that's just it whether morality exists without religion whether, you know the general idea so Sam Harris's general idea is that morality is innate that people you know, it, the experience of life leads you to have an understanding of what is right and wrong and religion is not needed Jordan Peterson's stance is that religion and the psyche co-evolved and you cannot have one without the other. That it's not even like he's not even debating like a, you need to have religion. That's not at all what the debate is, whether it, it's important or that needs to be or not needs to be. The, the discussion is whether or not morality uh, is innate or whether it's like a byproduct of religion I guess so if you really want to get into it you can watch that honestly I'm not religious at all well let me step back everyone's religious one of the points a lot of people make is that we're we are just it's part of us and if it's not going to be a religion you're going to pick something else in your life and you're going to use that as your as a as a faith system and a perfect example of that is uh, a lot of people that are very secular and on the left and are not into religion turn politics into their religion they're like that's it that is the truth to them it is uh intersectionality or whatever it is and, and there's no that's it boom <laughs> so you know i'm pretty religious about bikes it's undeniable i believe in bikes <laughs> bikes can do no harm <laughs> yeah wow So anyway, I think about it a lot. A lot of people I follow write about it. They write about how we in the Western world have moved away from being religious and how it seems like a good idea, but it turns out, well, some people believe that a lot of the issues we're having uh, with, uh, you know, anxiety and depression and a loss of meaning, those sorts of things are because we've abandoned a faith system. So in the next section, what I was trying to do is I had a little like, haha moment about that sort of thing. And I tried to get the point across. And like I said, I don't think I did it well, but I'm going to let you, I guess I'm going to let you guys decide that you know hopefully you can understand the point I was trying to make about you know 
orientation and and uh, belief systems and having faith. I get the general idea is that uh, you are more. I guess you'd be more. You could have more confidence in a decision you're making if it's based on a faith that is bigger than you. Like if you just decide, I want to have, I'm going to drink some of this coffee. You're like, yeah, I guess so. But if if you believe in a bigger thing that says, yes, you should drink that coffee and that coffee is good for you, you're more confident in your decision to do so. And it's really easy for someone more secular to just write that off entirely because it kind of feels like, well, you're it, it's almost like... Um, they believe it presses up against free will or your own freedom that like it's uh, taking away from something. And I totally understand why people would think subscribing to a faith system would take away from your innate individuality. But the research generally shows that religious people are happier than secular people. Religious people are more active in their community. They donate more. There's actually a lot of research that shows they're just better people. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of people don't like hearing that. So I'll make one last point about it, and then I'll just play the video of me at Ontario County Park talking about it. And uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully it's at least entertaining. If, it, if nothing else, you get to see me uh, not in this room, which could be cool. Uh so I'll do my last little point. Actually, I'll, I'll read a food rule today because that's the thing we always do. I try to do that. So my last point was, is that I believe a lot of secular people that are they're like anti-religious. They're not even like, oh, well, I do my thing. You do your thing. They like have such a bad taste in their mouth from religion. I think a lot of like our culture has, has painted that picture that way. And it seems to me that most people that don't like religions think that everyone that is religious is a fundamentalist. They think it's just a fairy tale fundamentalist nonsense. And there are some people that are fundamentalists, but most people that are religious are not fundamentalists. It is a intellectually lazy thing to think that here's this massive faith system this massive massive thing it's just you know more people are religious than not and you're going to in your own arrogance think that oh well it's just a stupid fairy tale and there's no point and it's stupid come on why don't you take a, take a deep breath there and be like huh Maybe you shouldn't throw out the baby with the bathwater. As I said in the beginning, you have to think of religions like a wiki. In the beginning, they used it to describe everything. It was like religion was your encyclopedia. Religion was your, your education. Religion was, your, was your, your, your faith. It was, it was your cultural rules. It was everything. And now it is not. But that doesn't mean... One of the crazy things about the religion is the psychology in it. Through thousands of years of observing people, 
somebody along the lines figured out all kinds of crazy things that ended up being true. Like, Christians eating fish once a week. Well, it turns out, eating fish once a week is actually incredibly good for you. There's a lot of things that science is proving now that were kind of baked into the cake with religions, you know, hundreds of years ago. And it's kind of like, huh, how'd they do that? It's kind of mind-blowing, actually. So, as as I was saying, we you should look at religion as a wiki, wiki, and we should keep throwing out the bad stuff and updating it with the good stuff. But but the, the deep, innate things about human behavior and human desires and what is right and what is wrong, generally, I think is one of the best tools we probably have. And second, when... The second argument that people, secular people will make to just throw out religion entirely is that all the wars are based on religion. And I'm going to tell you that that is a wrong way to look at it. Also pointing out, I am not religious. I've never been religious. I probably never will be religious. But it is not religion that caused all the wars and the hate. It is tribalism. It is innately part of us that we are tribal. Very tribal. It is not the religion. Although some religions are a little more aggressive, mostly it is tribalism that sets groups against groups. And when you take something that is 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 um, close to the core, as like this is the reason you exist, people are going to get very, very tribal about that. Tribalism will always be there. It's the reason globalism won't actually work. And I believe that we cannot be one globalist community because we are going to find someone to be mad at and to separate in, separate into groups and not like each other. If you, Jonathan Haidt, I talked about Jonathan Haidt's book, The Happiness Hypothesis. He also wrote, what's it called? Um, the Righteous Mind about morality. There's a whole section of the book about um, well, it's all about morality, but there's a section about in-group and out-group morality. And basically, how you have a different morality for your in-group, different morality for your out-group, and that if you don't have an out-group, you're going to find the out-group. And the example of that is how Americans now hate each other. Ooh, harsh take. When Americans don't no longer have an external enemy, an out-group, we have divided internally. It is no longer the Russians or the communists. Or what, what, what have you. It's not the Vietnamese. Um, or social communists in general. Like, because we don't have a, an easily identifiable outside enemy. We have split politically into left and right. Or into religious and not religious. And these groups overlap. And now we are pushing our out group morality. Onto those people. Which are actually our brothers and sisters. And countrymen and, and, and fellows. That we should not be doing so. But that is innately deep inside of us, and it's a really hard thing to try to combat. <sighs> I digress. Uh, so, I'm going to play the video in a minute, in a second, 30 seconds, 10 seconds, something like that. Uh, you can watch me ramble about it. Uh, it's not coher coherent, but whatever, man. I'm trying. Uh, I might do some more on location stuff. Who knows where I'm going to go with this without Blaze. Uh, I'll probably continue doing very little content until maybe another month or so when the winter comes along, and then I'll probably try to step it back up. So without further ado, 
Here's something a little bit different, huh? On location, how exciting. I, uh, this is kind of a spur of the moment kind of deal. I uh, don't know how it's gonna sound, don't know how it's gonna look, don't, much, don't know how much battery is on this camera. Uh, I'm here in Ontario County Park. Just did some mountain biking, pretty cool spot. I had this kind of realization, this kind of like intersection, kind of was like aha, an aha moment. I thought it'd be worth sharing um, in a little uh, direct message type video here. Always bring coffee. Hope the wind isn't gonna mess up the mic because I had the camera, but I didn't bring the mic, whatever. But, so I've never been to this park. I'm unfamiliar, looking at maps, trying to figure out where I'm going. And then I realized there was these trail markers and they weren't normal trail markers, right? And I'm gonna make an analogy about the map, the trail markers, my ride, So the trail markers I found, I saw, were for a race that's coming up here, a hardcore 24, 24 hour mountain bike race, which is crazy, uh, really crazy. And I thought to myself, well, geez, rather than stopping and opening my phone and looking at the trail map over and over and over again, why don't I just file, follow these markers for this course that they're going to do, and I'm sure I'll just follow that and you know, well, you know whatever I don't worry about it so that's what I did just kept riding and sure enough every time I get to an intersection I look around there's the marker there's the oh okay I go this way there's a lot of intersections in this park so it actually made it pretty helpful and as I'm riding I'm thinking to myself I'm so thankful for these trail markers right that every time I come to an intersection I know what I'm looking for oh there it is and without them, I kind of felt lost. And even though I was consulting the trail map on my phone, I still didn't have that sense of like confidence in where I was going. And then I had this moment. I was like, wow, I wonder if this is the kind of the, I don't know if you want to call it a phenomenon, but this thing where people point out that as society has become more secular people have found has grown to have a loss no what's how do you say it? as people became less religious and more secular they were finding less meaning in their life feeling more lo lost and then there's been this rise of anxiety and depression amongst the youth and i, I kept thinking well i wonder i wonder if like these trail markers are kind of like are kind of like values you know and that's kind of what it is for people to have a strong faith system is that they get to the intersection and, and, and the values steer them and they're confident in the arrow as I was confident. So whoever marked this trail marked it right versus the other way I was riding. I was like, oh, I'm looking at the map. I have the details as, as a lot of very materialist, secular people are nowadays. They're like, oh, well, I got the map. Look at the map and they're going, but they still don't people still feel lost. Even though I was looking at the map, I felt lost. And I, time and time again, through all these, uh, you know, psychology lectures, or books I've been reading, or, uh, you know, public intellectuals I follow on the internet, they continually talk about this thing about the 
orienting factor of a faith system, of a religion, and how, you know, without it, there's just something missing. And, you know, to, 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 to the counter side of this, if you were, as a lot of secular people think, they think everyone religious is a fundamentalist. But that works both ways. Like, if the map I was reading, if I was only going by the map and say there's all these new trails that have been opened, but I was like, no, no, I'm just going with this map. I don't care what that says. You can see how either side can lead you to be limited or to be lost. So this is kind of just a another similar to the, what the, maybe two or three videos ago we did this diversity of thought thing. I just thought, I said this moment, I thought I should share it. I thought perhaps it's a little something you guys can think about that, you know, there, there is value in value systems other than your own. And that maybe when it comes to religious faith systems, we shouldn't just throw the baby out with the bathwater. And it certainly wouldn't hurt, you know. Look at how freaking nice it is here. That's pretty much it, man. Like, I had this, like, feeling, you know. I'm just, like, riding this trail. I've never been here. But I didn't feel lost. I knew what I was looking for. I was looking for that marker. I have some pictures. I'll put the pictures in the video. I knew what I was looking for. And maybe that's, maybe that's the difference for a lot of people. That the people that have a strong faith system know what they're looking for. And when they see it, they go, all right, cool. Maybe, I don't know. There's a lot of reasons why anxiety and depression rates are going up. And, and the three books I just read from Jonathan Haidt kind of all build upon that. So it's really fresh in my mind. But, oh, look how nice this is. Actually, the wind is going to mess up the mic. I mean, talk about a beautiful moment. This is a beautiful moment. Wow. I'm just going to end it right there, man. A little food for thought. Let me play around a little bit. If this isn't the podcast realm, I'm, I'm sorry, you can't see where we're at. I'm going to zoom it in before I go out so you can see a little bit more. We're in, uh, again, this is Ontario County Park. In Naples, New York. It's beautiful. Cheers. Keep wrenching. I mean, I hope that wasn't too confusing. Whatever. Is what it is. I'm going to wrap it up here real quick. I don't have my laptop. No moments. None of that stuff. But, you know, it is what it is. Hopefully, at least, the, if you're on YouTube, the the visuals were worth it. Um, here we go. Food rule. Michael Pollan's food rules. Here's a, here's a rule for you guys. Rule 7. Avoid food products containing ingredients that a third grader cannot pronounce. Right? Cool. Well, thanks for checking it out. Yeah, um, you know, keep wrenching. Yeah, if you like the content, you know, we're on Instagram, we're on YouTube, all the podcast realm. There actually is a donation thing. I don't know why you'd want to donate to this cause. But um, I think on the bottom of the Wrench Life website, there's a, a, a PayPal uh, 
donation thing. But why would you do that anyway? It's not like if this is that valuable to you. What's more important is just, you know, the, the if you're one of the six people that listen, you know, when you tell me you listen, I'm like, hell yeah, dude. Just out here trying to make your life better. Trying to make my life better. Trying to make everyone's lives better. Thanks for uh, checking it out today. Cheers, guys.